Uh, welcome to Video Game Realness. Uh, this is our new podcast starting here in Toronto. Um, my name is Delvin, and um, we decided that we want to just do a podcast because we like talking about video games. We've all known each other, and we want to gibber gabber about video games with you guys. Just because it's fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so what we're going to do is we're just going to have each person go through and introduce themselves. Um, so, uh, like I said, I'm Delvin, and my favorite consoles are Nintendo. Um, my most favorite, I probably would say, would be GameCube. I had tons of GameCube games. Um, my favorite game of all time would have to probably be Mega Man 2. Um, that I've played countless, countless of hours. Um, uh, I'm Michael, and um, I am equal parts Nintendo fan and um, Sony fan. Um, you know, GameCube was one of my favorite consoles as well. Um, but I had a Wii, and then I sold it, and then I bought back a GameCube, and I took all of the credit that I had from that, and I just bought a lot of PS3 games. Um, yeah, favorite games? It changes. Maybe 999 was like a um, sort of visual novel on DS and whatnot. Okay. I'm Cameron. Uh I was going to go with a favorite console, it would be Xbox, because that's really the only one I actually stuck through with this generation, but generally more PC gaming these days. Uh, if I were to say a favorite console, though, I've got to go with GameCube again. God, there were just so many good things on that. Really it was such a fun little thing. It was little dinky discs. And uh, <laughs> favorite games, by far the Mass Effect series. I honestly could not pick between Mass Effect 2 Mass Effect 3. Anyone who says anything about the ending to Mass Effect 3 ever to me will get shot, so just a heads up. Anyway, over to James. So we are not responsible for any violence that might follow after this podcast. Just a disclaimer to all our lawyer, our lawyer fans and friends out there. Yeah, so my name is James. Uh, I grew up playing only Nintendo consoles because that's what my relatives gave me as gifts and presents. Um, so we're a bunch of Nintendo fanboys. <laughs> I wouldn't, but more so what I'm realizing lately is that um, I have actually very little time now to invest in playing video games. And it seems that Nintendo consoles are still providing me that opportunity to play for about five minutes and then go to sleep. Um, favorite console, I'm going to go a little bit further back, probably the 64, N64. Yes. I, have, I have very good memories of the N64. Who doesn't? Um, uh, Mario Kart 64 being my favorite, because I hate Double Dash. <laughs> I refuse to play Double Dash ever again. Um, We're not going there. That's a discussion for another day. <laughs> for another day. Anyways, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to uh, working with my three friends here and uh, giving our perspective and opinions on how we view the industry, especially having been playing video games since we were all very young. So I think uh, that's a great way forward. Okay. So that's us. And from week to week, we may have uh, other people come and join us. We have other friends that will come in, come out uh, as the weeks go by. Um, but this will probably be the main cast, so to speak. Um, okay. So for today's discussion, with E3 coming up this week, um, lots to talk about for E3. Um, so we're going to cover E3 
discussion, mostly predictions for E3, what we're expecting to see from Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, um, what we are most excited for uh, to see in e this E3. Um, we're going to talk about PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Boo. two big kahunas, and um, what they're going to bring to the table, their similarities, their differences, etc. And what we would like to see change this upcoming generation, um, just in general, because we're going into another generation that brings forth change. So, in terms of E3 predictions... Oh, and this podcast has a 100% forecast of shade. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some shade thrown out, just an FYI to everyone that is listening. Um, so, okay, predictions, right? Um, okay, so Delvin, what are you, I guess, what do you want to see from Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo? <laughs> for me, mostly, okay, so for me, mostly right now, both consoles haven't shown me anything that makes me want to be like... The two, new, the two, ones, the two recently announced ones. Yes, yeah. P okay. PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Mostly Xbox One hasn't shown me anything that is like, I need to buy this on day one. So I need to see something that is going to make me want to buy the game, make me buy the system, because right now I haven't seen it. Um, predictions, I think we're going to see Halo. They're going to obviously give us Halo in some form, because the fanboys will go crazy if they don't get their Halo. They'll be like, oh, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> where's my fucking Halo? You know, it's just whatever. Um, predictions from Sony. I don't know. I really don't know what they're gonna wow us with. No one knows what they're gonna wow us with. I, I, that's what they've been. That's, that's kind of what they've been doing. They've been hiding. Yeah, in the darkness. I mean, they 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 had like their they had their reveal that they did back in February. They showed us some games, and then they kind of went back in a corner and like have just haven't heard anything. So. I really don't know what they're going to bring to the table. I feel like PlayStation is going to say games every second word based off how terribly the Xbox reveal went. I think it's really their, it's the way their marketing is going to go for the next few months is everything that Xbox has said, they are going to say the opposite. Even though, in the end, I have a very strong feeling that a lot of these terrible things we're seeing out of Microsoft are going to happen with Sony as well. I think if Sony just said, um, okay... Um, they, they walk on stage and they say, this is the PS4, and it's been running without an internet connection for 48 hours, and then, <laughs> That would boom. just be so much shade. <laughs> like, that would just be a major fuck you to Microsoft, being like, oh, we're, we don't need this. We don't need an internet connection, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think that would be a major fuck you. But um, predictions for Nintendo, uh, we know we're getting uh, Smash Brothers. I don't think that they're going to... It's going to be playable. I think there will be... It's going to be a video. It's going to be a video. They're going to tease characters. They're going to show, you know, what new element. They're going to show how it interacts with the 3DS, which I'm very interested to see how it plays on the 3DS. I have to see that, how it's going to work. Um, Mario Kart, they're, they're obviously going to show us um, the new Mario... Um, in terms of surprises, I think that they're going to. Retro Studios is obviously working on something. 
what that something is, we don't know. Do you think that it's going to be like a new IP sort of thing? Because I, I would just really like to see Nintendo, like, you know, do something new. Like, they haven't done, like, something straight from Nintendo since, what, GameCube? Pikmin? Like, in terms of a new IP? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, what, Pikmin? Um, I can't think of, like, any anything. Else. Wii Sports is a new IP. Oh, yeah, so original. I mean, it's a new IP, but no. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. Well, I mean, that's, that's sort of another topic. But, you know, yes. it was an IP in that they had that brand of Wii Sports, Wii Fit, Wii Music. And it was... Let's not it, talk it, about it, Wii but Music. But it it's really five games in one brand. Like, that, that was the new IP they It was launched. the me brand, yeah, kind right, of. Yeah, exactly. But it was more the brand uh, of me. Uh, yes, yes. No, you're right exactly that way. So hopefully we'll see something new. They will, they will give us something that is... Because they haven't shown us... They haven't shown us the, the, the Wii U game that is really, like... This is how the console works, and here's the game that will show it off. Like, you know, I mean, Wii Sports was very yeah. simple. It did really it's, go with it. It's baseball. It's golf. It's blah, 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 whatever. It's very straightforward. You know? I think that um, they're going to be pushing Bayonetta too hard um, because they they secured that, and it was like Nintendo that was kind of responsible for getting Bayonetta 2 as like going going to exist. I think it'll be playable. Like Oh, they're going to re- they're going to announce a release date and they're going to be like guys, like come here. Come here and there's none games. of this DRM bullshit. Yeah, games. That's going to be the theme of of this whole <laughs> A3 for at least Sony and Nintendo is going to be games, games, games. Look at the games we have and kind of just to I think Microsoft's going to do the same thing. I think it was I don't like what they announced earlier this past week with all of the um, DRM used games, uh, internet connection required every 24 hours, but it was smart of them to do that because no major media outlets were really covering that announcement, whereas a lot of like like ABC News and like CTV and all, they go to E3 and they cover it anyway, even though, you know, so by announcing it beforehand then all their coverage in the mainstream media is games, games, instead of, oh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the presentation that they did, the, what was it, last week or whatever week it was, I mean, it obviously didn't resonate well with gamers at all. <laughs> like, they just did not like that presentation. There was no games. I mean, they showed Call of Duty Ghosts. I mean, we knew Call of Duty was coming, right? That's not a surprise. And what else did they show? I can't remember what was the other game they showed. I'm assuming there was some racing game. There's always a racing game. They showed Forza. Show. Did they show Forza? Did they? I can't remember. It was no, no, they showed Call of Duty and something else. They showed Forza. I can't remember. Anyway, the, the point game. being is they showed us like two games, and then that was it. It was like okay, so I mean, predictions wise for Microsoft is that they're going to hit us with their because they said they had like 15 games coming out and eight of them were going to be new IPs. So I think exactly. I think they're going to show what those eight IPs are. Some of them playable, some of them will just be in video form and then who knows? I, I a lot of people are suggesting that most of those eight IPs are going to be connect games. Yeah, stupid <laughs> connect games that 
technically are new IPs. Like you said, James, like Wii Sports is an IP. So when they say eight new IPs, if four of those are Kinect games, guess what? It's a new IP, and you got a new IP. So who knows? Yeah, I think just in general, Microsoft... I think they picked a wrong time to do their press conference. It was too close to E3 to really, like, for all that we can fault them for not showing games, they couldn't really show very many with the proximity to E3, and that is where most people would be looking. I think that what they wanted this to be was more for the shareholders and more for the people who would want, like, the family entertainment system. Unfortunately, the people who turned in were the video game fans, and he didn't give them anything create a bad press and well they're in a tough spot yeah it just pissed everyone off so i mean yes e3 is like redemption time for them so they can you know get that over with but um i think the the ips are either gonna be um like connectimals connect games and like the other ones are just gonna be like Guns, 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 guns. Like, I, I do enjoy the fact that at least when Nintendo does introduce new IPs, um, you know, they... It's not a fucking yeah, shooter. It, there's a little difference. <laughs> new IP, it's a shooter. Instead of shooting with a gun, you so shoot bitter, with a Delvin. space... I, You've become so bitter. I, <laughs> but I'm just... It, I have so much fatigue where, like, shooters are concerned. It's... When it's right, when it's done right, it's it's fine. But when it's just like overkill, I'm just like, I'm over it. I can't deal with it. So anyway, what are your predictions for E3? No, I just want to let everybody know that we're recording on Rock Band and perhaps Sing Party mics right yeah, now. Yeah, we're we're very budget right now. <laughs> no, we're very committed to video games. Is how I was going to phrase it. Um, <laughs> we're a little budget right now. This is all we have. Sorry. So I think I, I personally think Sony and Microsoft will, um, and this has been happening for probably since the last generation started. They have incredibly convergent markets, if not. They occupy the same marketplace, right? Pretty much. So it's, They're fighting for the same space. Exactly. It's mainly heterosexual guys with uh, a lot of money that want to, or no money, but spend a lot of their time at home playing video games, and that's fine. Uh, and that's their competition. But they do have this obligation to um, do and compete in sort of the Hollywood market of video games. You know, high budget, high production value, mass marketing. You know, everybody wants to see ads for their games on television, in movie theaters, at subway stops. I mean, that's what everybody's looking for from Sony and Microsoft. Uh, I I think Microsoft is actually going to come out um, pretty strong at E3, if only because they came out so weak before that any improvement from that previous presentation will be considered... Hey, guess what? If they show four games, it's an improvement. Exactly. From the two games they showed before. Right. (laughs) If it is is five connectimals and then sort of three shooter IPs, then that's still great for the press. And, yeah, before it it was Call of Duty has dogs in it now. Is that the thing? That dog is adorable. I cannot wait for the Corgi DLC. Corgi (laughs) DLC. That'd be a lot of fun. The Queen's, the Queen's dog. Yeah, the Queen's dog. And the arm hair for all you you bears out there. What do you mean? I didn't even see this arm hair. There was this this part when they were describing the new Call of Duty game and what the hardware has enabled them to do is create the most realistic dog ever, which means that dog cannot die in that game. Oh, no, that dog is going to die, and it's going to be sad. That's like, true. That do- I'm sorry, that, that you see a dog in a fight in a shooter game, 
that dog ain't gonna make it. You're gonna make an emotional connection to that dog, and then he's gone. Yeah, so I'm not gonna play again. But the other thing they said was, you know, one one thing that they zo- did zoom in on is the individual arm hairs that they've been able to do now, which. For for the Call of Duty fan base, I thought that'd be like a bit, it'd be a bit much for those guys, you know, like oh, I'm, you know, they're not interested in. But what, what was the reaction even? Uh, uh, general people being like, oh my god, really, <laughs> really. It became an image macro very quickly. <laughs> and, and and then from the other side, then so so Microsoft, I actually think is going to come up pretty strong. They'll have games there. They said they won't talk about television. Um, Sony, interestingly enough, has still not shown us what their console actually looks like. Uh, rumor was that it was running actually on PCs in the background when they released their uh, their their PS4 announcement. No way. I wouldn't be surprised. It, like, yeah. but I mean, the, for them, it still gives an element of ooh and ah for E3 because mm-hmm. not as much as people really don't care. They do care because there were so much comments about the Xbox one being like, oh, it's a huge giant beast. So people still care what it looks like, but not really. Right. At the same time, it's kind of a weird... For all you Xbox fans, you need to Google the words Toshiba VCR 1997 and look at that box because that is exactly <laughs> what the Xbox one looks like. I, I think we could say this, is that like the the PS4 also it's gonna be black and it's going to be a box and that's it. It will be blue instead of green. I, I I who knows whatever. Well, I think the PS4 will come out swinging as well. I think they'll talk about really great online features, social gaming features, but understanding Sony, understanding that sort of enterprise it is. What will likely happen either soon after launch or right before launch is they're actually going to release all their DRM, privacy, and rights. So, you know, Nintendo made a bad move lately by uh, essentially forcing forcing all Let's Plays with Nintendo games to give up their fees, uh, you know, by putting ads in front of everything. But Sony's going to do the same thing. I think they're going to do the same thing. Sony's going to do the exact same thing. Because, remember, there's that nice, wonderful share button on the... PlayStation controller, so it which is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, it's the way that they that they're implementing this like social media aspect to the PlayStation Four. It's people are going to be uploading so many videos of their, you know, their. Do you really game. think so? Like uh, when you look at it this way, on PS3 there was. Um, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and people are like, ooh, Facebook and Twitter, and then they use it for a day, and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to using my uh, my computer. The, the amount of Call of Duty and Halo videos of people with their amazing headshots and their kill shots, and look at this long killing spree, and if I recall, I, I can't remember exactly, so don't shoot me if I'm wrong, but... The way the re- the way the share button works is that it's always recording. So if something happens and you are not necessarily hitting record, you can go back and capture that. So if you, as you're playing, it's essentially recording, so that you can go in and be like, "Oh, that was a cool headshot," and you can quickly capture it. From what I recall them saying in the conference, I'm sure they will probably go into detail about that more. But, anyways. Cameron. I'm also falling on the side that I think that that share button, as silly as the fact that it's a button is, 
I think how easy it is to do it will make it a success. I mean, you look at Twitch and you look at games like League of Legends, which has, it's very easy to stream that. There are all the time, like, I think there's thousands, 4,000 or so live channels at all times if you go onto Twitch. So if it's easy, people will do it, even if there's nobody watching. <laughs> nobody watching, that's, that's a good that's a good point. Um, uh, so aside from, you know, sort of them introducing the systems features, and I still think holding back on all the privacy and uh, purchase agreements, essentially, or the licensings uh, for much later, I have this feeling that they will show a trailer for, uh, what is it, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2. I just because you know Nintendo's been sort of you know la- Nintendo said we're going to do Smash Bros we're going to do yeah. Mario nobody gonna... wants to play no, listen but it's it's shade though I mean this is remember the forecast of shade this is so- Sony is shady Sony ever since the PlayStation one days when that whole deal went down and they split Sony has been out to get them and I bet you they will show a game that nobody ever wants. Yeah, to steal the, the thunder. The, nobody wants. Nobody wants to play. And you're dumb if you All-Stars. want that game, by the way. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. We were playing that game the other day, and I had, was excited to play it. But then, when actually playing it and finding out, oh, there's no life bars. You just have to do press a button and do an ultimate. Like, sorry, I, I don't like that game. I think the thing that's going to happen is um, Nintendo is going to say, okay, here's like the next Smash Bros. But it's not coming out this year. And then Sony's going to be like, oh, yeah, Nintendo? Here's All-Stars 2, and it's coming out in November. And Because and, that's, that's the shade. You, I, I don't know. I, I can't see them releasing it this year because PlayStation Battle All-Stars just recently came out, and it didn't sell very well. Yeah, I believe Sony either cut its deal with the developer who actually made the game or the developer... They closed the studio. Yeah. Shade. So... They closed the studio? They, they literally closed the studio a few months after. Like, okay, there was uh, two characters DLC, Cat from Gravity Rush and Emmett from Starhawk, and that came out in February. Who? From everyone? Right. Yeah, and, and that came out in, like, February, and I think the studio was either closed just before that came out or, like, right after and so, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so they probably won't then. I take that back. <laughs> but the other thing that uh, I think I will predict for both Sony and Microsoft, at least the last point, is that neither of them will have spent a lot of time on showing too many games. Because I think what will end up happening in the next generation is that if they show a lot of game reels, they'll probably have the same game reels for about 80% of the time. Because developers will be releasing games on both consoles. So if they were to show like a trailer reel or something, they'd have a lot of games that are similar. So they'll probably spend their time focusing on two to three unique IPs on each of their parts. Um, but that's well, pretty much it. I th- in, yeah, Microsoft has to show some unique IPs because, like you said, they're fighting for the same space, which means they are, have the same developers and publishers that are making the same games for both systems. Exactly. So the only thing that's differentiating these two systems is the individual IP. So they need to show what it is that is different versus showing Call of Duty Ghosts or showing Destiny, which is going to be on both systems or things like that. They really need to showcase what is... And both games are just shooting people is what I hear. Um, But for Nintendo, you know, we all know Nintendo's not even doing a press conference at E3 this year. They've decided to do a large Nintendo Direct instead. How do people feel about that? There's, there's, okay, there's, there's two ways to look at this. So, 
on the one side, your fight Nintendo has has been trying to remove themselves from that big giant space of Xbox and PlayStation, and these two companies are are releasing their new system. So for them to come out and not have a system and only have games, it might be underwhelming. So them having a separate edited space for them to release a Nintendo Direct, I think is a good idea. Other people, not so much. I think for myself, I don't frankly care that they're not doing a uh, press conference because unfortunately Nintendo is, I've never been a fan of their press conferences. Um, But I think to them, brand is so incredibly important that this is the only way that they're going to be able to get their message across in the Nintendo way is to do it themselves. And I can get behind that. I hope that in the Nintendo Direct they have a special segment about the Wii U Vitality Sensor. That's because not, that's remember, not coming back. I, but I, I just Can love... Can we please just stop talking about uh, it? I, <laughs> stop trying to make the Wii Vitality Sensor happen, Michael. Stop it. It's not It's going not going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with Cameron. Nintendo has a very specific way they like to deliver their message now. And, you know, in particular, since Nintendo of America did a terrible job with the Wii U marketing in the States, it's very obvious that Nintendo of Japan has now come down with a very authoritarian stance. I didn't even realize, I mean, because we as gamers, we see things, we know things. I didn't realize that the general public didn't realize that, hey, this is not just a controller for the Wii. I mean, I, I can't believe that, but that's kind of shocking to me that they had to actually send a message to all Wii owners on the Wii Connect 24 and say, hey, there's a new system out, which, I mean, they probably should have done, like, before the system yeah, why came not out. use your existing base? It makes absolutely no sense. Like, why didn't they send that message out prior as opposed to, like, after the fact, and they realize, oh, people aren't realizing that this is a new system. I, I don't get it. I, I agree with you. It's uh, Delvin and I were talking um, earlier in the week about how um, uh, it could be in part because the Wii U is also white, and you know, if people see most Wiis like originally were white. I mean, they had all of the colors throughout the years and whatnot, but. Um, if they just stuck with the black version, they got rid of the basic. Um, I think that that would. <laughs> well, in terms of coming another. <laughs> well, in terms of well, I don't know if you guys heard about the um, GameStop that are recalling the basic versions of all the basic versions of Wii U. I think in terms of predictions, I think they're going to ditch the 8-gig system, period. Because really, like, after you do the Wii update, like, you're left with, like, what, 3 gigs? So that today does absolutely nothing for anyone. So I think they're going to ditch um, the, the additional SKU because they even said they're not used to having two SKUs. Um, and I think they're going to have, like, what they're launching in Japan... Um, the white system with the 32 gig. So I think it's just going to be the right, 32 gig system. white system. And then that's it. Right. 32 gig, white or black, done. And 
white was so pretty. No, actually, everyone was begging for a black Wii. Let's not let's not let's not forget that when they came out with the white Wii, everyone's like, "Oh, at E3 2005, you said there'd be a black Wii and a red Wii and a green Wii. I want my black Wii." And they finally came out with a black Wii, and everyone's bought the black Wii, and now there's there's a black Wii U. Everyone's thinking, Don't "I want the, the white red Wii U." Wii Mini. Well, no, there was the red Wii from uh, Mario's 25th anniversary collection, which I didn't buy because I didn't have the funds to waste on yet another Wii. How many? Okay. But it was gorgeous. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the game. Like no, the no. There was, game. No, it came for a limited time for like three months. They sold the red Wii. Yeah, that yeah. came with the 25th anniversary, Bundle, which was like yeah, all, all the, the Mario games, ever, games which I was yeah. like, I'm kind of fatigued in terms of buying Mario games. And they're... How many times can you... Re- I love Mario games, don't get me wrong, but like when you release them over and over again, like how many times has the original Mario Brothers been released as like a re-release game, a Game Boy Advance game, a virtual console game? Like, oh, enough. But anyway, um, did you have any predictions for E3 that you wanted to go over, Cameron? Um, in terms of the three main developers... Everyone's pretty much said what I wanted to say on that and that we will be seeing games. I'm not terribly excited. I've never really enjoyed watching the the three consoles in their their press releases. I much prefer to I watch agree. the third-party stuff because, honestly, those are the games that I usually play. So, yes, continuing with that, third parties. What do we think third parties are bringing to the table? Um, it's interesting. We're, I'm looking through to see who's actually going to be there and of course Blizzard isn't going to be there. They don't have anything to say anyway. Diablo 3 for PS4. <laughs> exactly. After Titan got pushed back again, it's they have nothing to show at their own BlizzCon. That game is dead. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so dead. Shade. Uh, Valve also won't be there, but again they've never, they've gone to the event, but they've never really had anything to show. Uh, Mojang, which is Minecraft, another huge thing. They're doing their own conference. They're not going to be there. I believe Riot Games is going to be there, but as much as we all love League of Legends, there's only so much that you can show out of that. And they did just release that amazing cinematic, which I would have loved to see at E3 as a release, but I guess that's not what they're meaning to do. Uh, I hate to say it, but I am excited for the EA conference, only because Bioware is part of that, and we will be seeing Dragon Age 3. Which system? Do you, well, it's going to prompt like it will be. A, it will be on every system, but we, you. I'm womp, womp. sorry, Hans. There's no such thing as a supportive womp womp, according to Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't have anything. Okay, well, the the thing I would say is, um, I mean, this is one of the reasons I see E3 changing significantly, and I'm not surprised Nintendo chose not to come either. The, the way games are distributed, the way they're sold, the way they're presented, I think is changing drastically, and I think E3 will shrink as we continue to go forward. But in terms of third parties, I mean, we've covered EA. EA is going to... They're going to do their typical thing. They're going to show their shooters. They're going to show their sports games. They're going to let Bioware do their own thing because, let's be honest, Bioware and EA probably don't get along really aside from the fact that <laughs> the latter owns the former or the other way around. I forget which order I said that in. I don't in. think that's a good relationship there It's either. not a good relationship. It's like a... 
abusive relationship of sorts. What I'm really curious about, so Konami already did their E3 press conference, so I'm more, always more interested in Japanese developers. So Konami already did their pre-E3 press conference, and it is their press conference, because last year's was terrible, so they did it earlier this year. It was all video, pre-recorded, much like Nintendo's. They didn't really show anything. Um, the one I'm looking forward to, because I will delightfully probably uh, see their failure, uh, is Square Enix. Um, there is absolutely that company has gone downhill, <laughs> and everyone's laughing because I'm so malicious about Square Enix. But Square Enix has sold you out. Bitch. They have sold out. You think you think if you think Nintendo releasing Mario games over and over again, there is nothing worse than Square Enix releasing multiple versions of the same version of Final Fantasy IV on every single device ever made in this world. I personally love their PlayStation uh, announcement when they show, oh, here's a video that you've already seen, and by the way, come back for E3, but no. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm on the what? same side. I yeah. feel like they've done some great things in the past, but dang, have they ever had a rough time in the past few years. They have lost their mojo. They made three versions. They made three. They made two sequels to a game nobody wanted in the first <laughs> yeah, place. No. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let's clarify we did want Final Fantasy thirteen, but then when we played it and realized, oh, I just need to press X and then walk down a hallway, shift, and then walk, and then like it wasn't, it wasn't what anyone wanted. And then what was, what I find the most upsetting with that is that everybody voiced their concerns about the game and its linearness and that its the battle system is too, it's not free. And then they released the sequel with. Everything the same. Right, right. And that's a very business mindset. So they clearly invested a ton of money in, in building this engine and building this this uh, battle system. And the only way they can actually break even is to throw tons of volume at it. So they just use the same engine and make the same game until they break even. But I don't really see that happening. They are in a lot of trouble. Uh, their CEO quit, I think. Wada ha- um, has now quit. I thought North America. North America. Won. Okay, so I know it was just he North America. And then, I mean, they are also, because they bought, Ido, is it Eidos or Eidos? Yeah, they bought Eidos, it, Like, yeah. years ago, right? And then, so, um, the new Tomb Raider game came out a few months ago, and it sold, like, four million copies or whatever. But it was Which a is failure. really good, but it was a failure in their eyes. Financial because, failure. Because it can't save the, the company from all of their other losses. And not just uh, to save them from Square Enix's losses, but I think this is indicative of how... Uh, big budget games are going, especially now that we're getting into a new generation where software is getting even crazier. Sorry, the hardware is getting even crazier, so development costs are going to continue to climb. problem we had a lot with this generation, especially at the end, was the amount of marketing that we put into these games, and you just couldn't recoup it. Well, I think... I think, able to keep going with it? I think that, like, um, especially with these new consoles, yes, the development costs are going to be ridiculously high, and... You know, we've seen lots of companies get shut down because they make games and then they don't have the money anymore to make any more games. One failure is all you need to be shut That's down. That's it. That's one. it. It takes one and you spend all your money on that game and it's over. And interestingly enough, I think this puts Nintendo in a very good position because their, their hardware, uh, although viewed as like current gen and, and in terms of development because of h- how you develop for it, developers are familiar with how to develop in the current gen and it costs less to develop on a Nintendo system. So if someone really wants to put out a game and if Nintendo 
start selling more systems, which, I mean, they will once the first party titles come out, developers are going to start to be like, you know, I, I really want to make this game, and it's just going to be cheaper to do it on the Wii U. And they're finally starting to embrace indie developers on Nintendo systems. Who's not embracing indie developers? Microsoft. Yeah, I think we still need more clarification on that. They are doing it differently from how they did in the past, which was, of course, you had your separate indie games uh, on the arcade. Now it's all going under one, whether that'll allow them to get more exposure like what they're claiming or if it's just going to become more difficult. Uh, of course, self-publishing is gone, though. So, you know what? I take it back. They are giving the big F I, to I, You know, I'm, there was just the other day, I think it was on IGN, um, that there was a, I guess, a T-shirt that was being sent out to indie developers that says, we love... Uh, it was a PlayStation T-shirt. PlayStation T-shirt. And, and I said, thought it was good. It, it said, said, like, um, we PlayStation love loves developers. Developers love PlayStation. Gamers love PlayStation. PlayStation loves gamers. That wasn't the shirt I saw. So that's something else. But it was along the lines of, you yeah. know, basically them throwing support to indie developers. And then, yes, Nintendo's has shown their support to indie developers as well. And I was, you know, reading another article about another developer's personal experiences with Microsoft. And they said it was very, like, you know, very corporate and very, like, you had to, like constantly resubmit and like and afterwards with updates apparently it's like from my understanding it's very difficult to submit patches and updates yeah so it's it's, it's just not a very good space for from what indie developers have been saying for them to develop games for Xbox so this I think will put PlayStation at a little bit of advantage and Nintendo as well right so no, yeah, exa- right, I agree um, there. But, sorry, going back to third parties. So, Square Enix, I think there's going to be two games. It's going to be Final Fantasy thirteen three, which is a Majora's Mask adaptation days, of yeah. Final Fantasy thirteen, And we'll probably see Final Fantasy, uh, I guess, it, are we up to 15 now? 14's online? 14. It's, well, because they're doing a Realm Reborn. They're saying, yeah, okay, it was so, a major fuck-up at first, and right. now... We're re So we'll see 15, and I don't think 15 is going to be that spectacular. I bet you it's going to be a trailer, and that's it. Um, Kingdom I'm actually, Hearts 3. I'm actually, probably. No, I don't, think KH, I don't think Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be there. I Delvin think that's showed done. me a leaked photo that had a Kingdom Hearts okay, 3. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong and I'll eat my words. But, you know, I, I mean, it makes sense because they're releasing that remix right now with 1, 2, 1. 1.5 and all that film trailers. Yeah, oh, or the God, movie so, versions the movie of version the games. of Kingdom Hearts 3, 5, 8 over two days, which I, that title. It's just the cutscenes. They just yeah, put I all know. the cutscenes into a film, which but does not make any sense. You know what's even stupider is they don't take, like, a, a pre recorded like part of a battle it'll literally be like the video right up until like the final battle begins and then a text screen will come up and be like and Sora triumphantly defeated the person and then you press X to continue and then the next video plays. Square Enix is very focused on people pressing X's nowadays Um, I'm actually still quite excited for uh, Ubisoft oddly enough you know I think they've managed to really differentiate themselves from EA um, over they the last Nintendo. couple years, I, they do like Nintendo. I mean, that Rayman, that Rayman thing was that a was fighter. shade, that and was... that was clearly coming from the top down. Um, but are they? Are they the ones doing Watch Dogs? Yes. yes. Yeah, Watch yes. Dogs is quite interesting. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm not excited for Assassin's Creed Four, Caribbean, Black Flag, Sea, or whatever. It's it's like. 
What am I going to climb? That was the thing about Assassin's Creed 3, because it took place in New England. The buildings were only ever four stories tall, so climbing was not fun. You weren't very high up, and I don't imagine you'll be climbing. Well, you'll climb boats, but it won't be much fun. Yeah, well, masts, great. Great. I can jump Super from, I can hop from mast to mast. Super exciting. But I'm excited to see more of what Rayman looks like. It looks like they've done a lot of work on it. Um, the thing I don't understand with the, the, the Rayman situation um, is that they decided to postpone the game and launch it at the same time on all systems. What was wrong with them releasing the game on Wii U at the time when it was planned when the system was so starved for games? Everyone would rush out and buy your game, and then you release it again later for PS3 and Xbox, which... That's it's nothing that's unprecedented. Like I that's know. been done. Yeah, Microsoft's. It, I it is a Microsoft thing for that. That like, has to be launched at the it, same time. It has time. to be launched. Well, then at Microsoft the... doesn't get the game. Like plain and simple. Then release it only on Wii U and PlayStation. They're hedging their bets, right? They're they're, they're essentially saying that you know it's worth pissing off a fairly small install base to essentially access the Microsoft install base. So that's but what they're like, doing. I'm sorry, and I, I I think they could have just renamed the game, like yeah. <laughs> you know, just rename it, just add eight levels, rename it, and then, and then I would say to Microsoft, poo poo to you. It's a new game. It's a new name. It's called Rayman Legends Origins Two. You know what? Return I, of Rayman. I. I as yes. m- okay, so as much as they wanted to release it you on have to play Xbox, it in 13 days or less, <laughs> or the world ends, and, More you, and you have to reset the whole damn game. More square what shade. are you thinking, Square Enix? <laughs> More square shade. Shade. But no, uh, it, okay, so for Rayman, the, the audience, okay, the audience that plays, the audience that is on Xbox, I don't really see these people buying. Rayman, or like them getting a lot of sales for Rayman from Xbox. I see it more being Wii and PlayStation that is where they would get more sales. Xbox, well, I got, could be wrong. That's just my opinion. But you got to remember that for all that the vocal people, the people that we see being marketed to for uh, Xbox, Xbox is still sold and in a lot of households. So, and you know what? As gamers get older, they will start having children. It makes sense. Um, I will admit I didn't follow up on this uh, Rayman thing, so I'm frankly talking out of my ass at this point. I like. I was just really upset to to hear that. And then this week they announced that there's a Vita version of it as well that has extra levels for the Vita, so oh, it uses like the back touchpad. You know what? With which ha- is the best feature with, with ever. how many? I'm sorry, with how many demos the Wii U has had and now the Rayman challenges, I feel like I've played the game and now I don't even want to play it. Like, I, yeah, when it, By the time it I comes agree. out, I'm like, well, you've been talking about this game for so long and mm-hmm. you've been coming up with these challenge levels like every week. I don't want to play the game now. They I don't even have, care. It will have ex- extremely low sales yeah, now, I think, on Wii U. Because... Like, I've been playing exhausted. it, yeah. We're I'm exhausted by September. So I'm over it. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. And this is yet... I mean, this is how the industry is changing, right? You have very corporate individuals who come in and say, that line, that number doesn't work for us. You need to expand the sales market, so you need to now put it on Vita to sell it to the eight people, the eight of you out there, 
including Michael Brown <laughs> sitting to my left. I have a Vita, that, that, which oh, I purchased day one. That, yeah, that, yeah, you, you regret, you regret yeah. that now, don't you? An Uncharted <laughs> card game is coming up. Ooh, There's I'm excited. There's an Uncharted card game? There's really an Uncharted card game yeah, coming yeah, up. Are a, you pulling on this yeah, out of your ass? I, no, I'm not. I think it was either, I think it was soon after the PS4 conference or they had another Vita announcement. Everyone was thinking, oh, you know what? This is it. This is it for Vita. You know, Sony's going to say, these are all these new IPs for Vita. You've been waiting for so long. It's here. There's an Uncharted. And everyone's like, woo, Uncharted. And they showed it. And it's um, for all you Blizzard fans out there. It's like, it's like uh, what is it? Fire of the Hearthstone? Warmth of the Hearthstone? Yeah, it, it's, it's the Hearthstone same thing. all over again. It's, it's the same thing. It's Nathan Drake's face on a card. And it's the mini game from Final Fantasy VIII, for those of you that remember. It's essentially that all over again. Well, the thing is, is... Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't get any of no, this. No, sorry. Wait, wait. <laughs> this is a full feature game. This isn't like a downloadable game it might for be Vita. Downloadable. No, only, no, no. There's, but... there's no way this is like a game that I'm going to go to the store and like pay thirty nine ninety nine for. Like that's ridiculous. There's like go on your iPhone. There's how many card games on yeah. i like? W- sorry. I I'm, guess the the thing for me about. Um, and this will kind of show my like trophy horness, but I I really if there's an option between playing something on Wii U and on PS3, I'm gonna play on PS3 because I like trophies. And I people know, are big about their achievements. I, I don't will, care. I, I don't care about gamer score or anything. But I just figure if I'm gonna do the same thing, but talking I about might that, as well. talking about that, that is actually has been a strong selling point for Microsoft. And that was one of the big concerns with transitioning from 360 to Xbox One. Is my gamer score going to stay intact? Because, which, which Xbox? Uh, yeah, you know, Xbox One. So the first Xbox. No, Xbox One. Which one? You know, Xbox One. That one. Oh, that yeah. one. Yeah, oh, you know, that the one, one coming yeah. out after 360. Right, so 720. No, Xbox oh, One. For, okay, got it. The internet's doing and just call it X-Bone. Yeah, let's call it the X-Bone. The X-Bone. Because it bones you up the butt. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't say that because you will lose your entire market with saying that. Because the the market for Xbox... Does that mean that gamers on Xbox One are X-Boners? Anyway... But <laughs> just for you. Uh, but the game, the gamer score thing is a very huge thing in terms of like people deciding when they are going to buy a game, like when they're going to buy a Call of Duty Black Ops Five. Well, like my gamer score is like so high, and I'm going to play it anyway. So like I should just play it on Xbox because. Mm. I get more gamers. Well, we're getting a, yeah, we're getting a bit off topic here, but I think Nintendo has a good chance to f- reformat and improve Miiverse to be a very similar thing. Because now, not only it, it's not that you know I have a gamer score, and you know when someone on the internet decides to look at it, they're impressed. But I can actually go out there on the board and say, "LOL, bitches." Five hundred thousand. Well, you no, can't you say can't that on Nintendo because Fine. You'll, you'll get banned. Fine. LOL, Goombas. I owned your Birdo. <laughs> Look at my <laughs> score in the Super Mario game. 500,000. Just, just as an aside, as someone who doesn't own a Wii U and who comes over to s- play these games, that me universe is just the, like, it's just so sad looking at all those messages because they're all just, like, really lame. The art's good, though. Uh, they are kind of cute. I will say, those losers who put that the much effort into really it. The art is really good. Okay. What, what, okay, so what I would like to say, okay... 
we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have editing. Um, but you're probably still gonna listen to this right now. Anyways, we don't edit it. Yeah, Cameron's okay. correct. Probably not. Okay, so we we covered E3 predictions. I will say this: I would really like a, a really big. Not really big, but something that would inspire me to purchase games on Wii U more than on uh, PS3 or whatnot would be some sort of, a, like, achievement, like, you know, Miiverse on the... And I don't care about racking up whatever. I just like the little plink, and it gives me sometimes, like, a, a reason to want to play a game more than just straight through. Like, I will search for side bits. You already have that in Zombie U and everything like that. Well, then, I mean, do you want it to? I so so you want it to be they a centralized want, system, basically, like, basically a ma- yeah. like a streamlined system yes. that's attached to your. Because I don't want to just have it in one game. I want to be able to look at all of the games I've played. Do you really look at your trophies? Yes. Oh my and, god! And and like every time I play oh a game, I look. I, I I mean, I don't care about that stuff. But like I said, there is a market for this. There is a market of people that care about looking at their accomplishments and their trophies and gamer scores. Michael Brown is looking for a nice guy out there who <laughs> likes to also spend 20% of his time looking at his <laughs> digital trophy cabinet. It's only every once in a while. But no, I will actively update my trophies and then look at in comparison to like other people. Yeah, I, I, I was laughing at you, but I just realized there are moments when I stop and I just sit there and flick through all of my achievements and then I start comparing them to the people that I was playing with and online. Like, oh, you didn't get the insanity achievement on that? Oh, oh, that's why I got a headshot on your ass three times in a row. Well, so, no, I, I totally like going through the, the games I'm playing and I'll be like, oh, I have like 70% of the trophies. Why don't I just keep going until I get a platinum one? And it inspires me to play the game for longer. It works for some people. You and I, James, it doesn't work for, but, you know, whatever. It does appeal to some people. I think that speaks about what needs to be different this generation or what doesn't need to be different this generation. Well, yes, we, we will come to that. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do need to... We do need to discuss um, kind of... What are you most excited for in terms of what we know is coming? Like, what's the one thing that we know that we're going to see at E3 that you are like, I can't wait to see it? Dragon Age 3. I know a lot of people hated. Ooh. This is another one of those things. I know a lot of people hated Dragon Age 2. I also thought that there was a lot of shit in that game. But I feel like there was some really good stuff in that. And the DLC afterwards showed that whenever they had time to actually spend on the game, they could do it. They've had a few years now to put this game together. I like where the story's going. Um, I'm very excited for that. I am a huge Bioware fan. Yeah, and Cameron is our resident Bioware like <laughs> fan. Doesn't even describe it, it adequately. Yeah, if at he some, has a Mass Effect belt buckle. I'm not wearing it right now. Not today, but, but which surprisingly you're not because it would match with that outfit so fucking well. I know. Might but I just I... say that Cameron is wearing red pants? Okay, hey, and hey, I know none hey. of you know Cameron, but Cameron never, Cameron never wears red pants, and he's wearing red pants. It looks really good. Oh, well, thank but, you. But it was just like so not Cameron, and then he's not wearing his Mass Effect buckle that like would go well with the outfits. 
I so, thought it would have been too much. I thought it would have been too much because I'm already wearing the black, the white, and the red. I'm like, oh, if I put more black, white, and red on this with the N7 logo. I thought it would have went well. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, sorry. Way off topic. But yes, Dragon Age 3 is my big thing. Um, yeah. Um, for me, I would say uh, Smash Brothers. Absolutely. Like, I know that I'm not going to be like, like, it would be amazing if it was playable. Because there's the um, playing, uh, you can play the E3 games at Best Buy, which I don't even know how that's working in Canada. They announced the they locations. locations, yeah. Oh, did they? Okay, I need to go and look and see. Is it playing in Toronto? Yeah, it'll be in Young Dundas Square. It'll be at Downsview Best Buy for all you Ford supporters out there. And um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Smash Brothers. So Smash Brothers definitely is my number one game that I am excited for. If it was playable, I would probably shit my pants. I don't think it's going to be playable, unfortunately. I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to be playable or not. Oh, sorry, I did not enjoy Brawl. No one heard that. No one heard you. That's okay. And they actually didn't, so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, what am I excited for? Um, God, I don't even know, like. I can't think of anything. Okay, well, um, I'm not excited for any specific game because the the, the, the thing is all these games are going to come out. So for me being excited about it, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be able to play it in nine months a year. What I'm actually most interested to see is how this Nintendo-Sega partnership did you see, work, did you see actually out. the footage that was just on IGN yesterday the, where they showed the levels? The Lost World footage? Yes. Like Sonic Lost World? Yes, I did see that. It looks like Mario Galaxy. Yeah, it's, it's Sonic meets Mario Galaxy. It, yes. But they have three games that they're releasing together. So there's a racer coming out, I hear. Which lends to the fact that, okay, Lost World looks like Galaxy, so yeah. we know what Mario Kart's going to look like. <laughs> it's going to look like Sonic. So- Sonic, Sonic Extreme Racing. Racing. Absolutely. I totally think that the next Mario Kart is going to be like Sonic, which was a very fun game. And I think Nintendo's going to take it to the next level. The Sonic racing game for everyone out there was like double dash drifting, but the items were smaller. That's how infuriating it was. It was like Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, yeah, but it was like Diddy Kong Racing, but it controlled like freaking double dash. No, it did not. Okay, well, okay. But but anyways, there's a third Nintendo Sonic Sega collaboration and... I mean, I think sooner or later those two companies will likely just eat each other up because that seems to be what's I happening. think that Nintendo will eventually buy out Sega. Well, I think Nintendo's going to end up buying out a lot of Eastern developers with the way the Japanese market is going. So. Yeah, I think, I honestly, th- I see it going that way. So, I'm, anyways, I'm excited. I, I kind of, as much, like, as, as I poop on Square Enix nowadays, I'm kind of interested to see... W- if and if they'll pick up the the Crystal Chronicles brand again, because that was a super fun game. Okay, the question was what you're excited for, what we know is coming, oh. not what you are going to be excited to throw shade at when it comes out. <laughs> I'm not going to throw shade at that. Okay, but no, that's really what I'm, I'm actually excited to to see that collaboration come to fruition. Because Bayonetta two was Bayonetta one was published by Sega. Sega dropped it, so Nintendo picked up the ball on that, and now they're collaborating on projects. So I kind of want to see how those two studios are going to interact at E three and what they're going to present. I realize what I'm excited for. Um, hopefully, um, some stuff about new um, Zelda for um, Wii U um, would be nice. I think I think we will because um, I don't think. I, here's why I don't think they're going to announce um, Wii U Zelda. There's the one coming. There's Wind Waker. There's Link to the Past coming out. For them to then throw a third Zelda into the ring would just be kind of. 
it would take away from the Zeldas that are coming out right now. I think they need to go crazy with shit. Like I, I, they and there do, needs to be they, new 3D Mario. Well, yeah, they are announcing that. But, but what do you do? You, do you think? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? <laughs> do you think that it's going to be like? Um, they might do like a Galaxy Three for Wii U, and then a new, new, um, no, 3D Mario. No, it's just going to be a new 3D Mario. They're done with Galaxy. They're done after Galaxy Two, I think. Wah, wah. And and Lost Worlds is Galaxy, but and for other organizations, so other companies, I'm really excited to see any new Microsoft Xbox voice commands um, because. Xbox Go Home is probably the best voice command and can be used in any out-of-context situation ever. Xbox, go home. You're drunk. There it is. There. <laughs> no, but I'm actually excited. No, the other thing I'm most excited to see, I mean, I guess you can't be most excited about more than one thing, um, is actually just how the PS4 is going to continue to develop. I'm really curious about it. I actually know, despite that first press conference they had, I actually know nothing about that system. Mm-hmm. Well, they and there is nothing. I feel like we know very little about what to expect for games going in because the systems have been announced, and so now it's you know nothing's really been announced about it, and now it's going to be a lot of reveals. Yeah, <laughs> James is making me I, laugh. I, you so. guys, I, you guys, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Zero <laughs> okay, so. In terms of um, Xbox One and PS3 um, and Wii U, um, what? Because I know that Cameron, you don't have one. Um, so sorry to throw you under the bus there. <laughs> no, but that was really, but, sorry, that was really like, well, we all have one, and you don't have one, so you can't say what that. <laughs> I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus like that. But um, what is the one game? That would blow your mind and be like, oh my god, I need to buy this right now. I need to buy this system so I can play this game if I could have it. And for me... I already know what this is. For me, if Microsoft were to announce a Killer Instinct sequel, I would jump on that so hard, so fast. I would not care what how much the system costs, anything. I would... But what if the game looked like shit? Okay, fair enough. If the game did look like crap and it wasn't true to its, you know... Killer Instinct nuts and bolts. Yes. If it, w- <laughs> <laughs> if it Okay, if it wasn't like a true sequel to Killer Instinct, then, then yes, I, I, I'm not going to be excited for it. But this, is, this would be a very good time for them to do it because... Um, you know, they could get generate some fans from that, and you know, fighting games has had a huge revival from what it was. It kind of died for a little bit during the like late PS2 and Xbox GameCube generation. Before Street Fighter Four came yeah, out, before really, Street yeah. Fighter Four, it just died. It just kind of went away for a bit, and then. But that would be the one game that would be like, oh my god, Cameron. What about you? Um. So with the Xbox and PlayStation, um, for me, they're going to release the games that I would want to play anyway, but it's mainly going to be the third-party developers. So I can't, I, can't, I can't point to one game for those two. It's going to be more about how it actually, like how the system works. If there was a game that would make me buy a system, though, 
I ha- yes, I, I, I just gave it shit, but my God. I have bought from, I think I bought, no, I bought the N64, and I think the second game I got was Super Smash Brothers. I got the GameCube specifically for, for Smash Brothers. I got the Wii specifically for Super Smash so Brothers. So you want to get a fucking Wii U. Hold on, no. I have been burned. I have been burned with that Wii. You? I played that game, realized it was not quite what I was looking for. I can understand why a lot of people enjoyed it. And then I proceeded to play nothing else on that system. So um, I will be visiting you guys unless the game turns out to be absolutely fantastic. You're going to buy it. Well, actually, you're getting a DS. I might get a DS for Pokemon. You are getting a DS for Pokemon. We'll see. If if it all comes out at the same time as the PlayStation and Xbox and I wind up actually wanting to get one of those, I might hold off on getting it. Yeah, but 3DS is like... What one forty nine now? Like it's so cheap, and and there and are lots of really good games um, on it. As for you know myself, what would totally freak me out? Um, I guess I would really. And there's been so much shit over the years with all of these side spinoffs, um, Kingdom Hearts. You know whatever whatever uh if kingdom hearts 3 were actually finally announced that would um and for console for ps4 that would make me buy a ps4 um and yeah the the big news that excited me recently was tales of symphonia uh chronicles which is the original tales of symphonia and the wii game coming for ps3 um that was like the thing recently that's been exciting so i already have a a Wii U, and one of the reasons I played it, I bought it, and is because you guys can't get upset about this because you all enjoyed playing it too. Is Nintendo Land that oh, that God. Luigi's Mansion game? Okay. <laughs> if you want to have fun, gays, okay, <laughs> get five gays in a room and play Luigi's Mansion, the haunted house, and you will hear so much fucking in screaming and queening out playing Nintendo Land and that one game. Oh my God. So much fun, right. but the one game. Okay, the one game that would make me buy an Xbox or One PS4. or a PS4. Consoles need to be under seven hundred dollars. I can't go above that. But like Cameron, after shitting on Square Enix, if they came out with a Final Fantasy game that was very close in structure to what it was like, probably up to let's say ten two, I would buy it. I would buy it. I'm dying for a traditional Final Fantasy game. Can we can we talk about ten two? <laughs> <laughs> so we need what we call a G break, <laughs> like, which is a gay break. We, okay, really, that game. I think everyone on that development team was gay or a girl because that is the fucking gayest game ever. Like I fucking love ten two. It was so fun, so whimsical. The transformations. It was like Sailor Moon. Dress spheres. Dress spheres. Come on, girls. Come on. Come on, girls. Like, it was so much fun. And Gagging. But if... Now, if they were to make a Final Fantasy thirteen that was like X-10-2, then I might have been more inclined to be more excited about it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I would love to see like a... Final Fantasy Nine, you know, but newer, but not Final Fantasy Nine. A new one in that style, um, I, without all of, without so many like zippers and whatnot. I just really liked the sort of classic um, 
mythology, and I don't mean that in a like a heavy-handed way, but in Final Fantasy IX, where you know you have made like white mages, like Vivi, and those sorts of things, as opposed to um, like a Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Um, in terms of the generation coming up, which we were we kind of touched on, what needs to be different, and what would you like to see changed this upcoming generation? Like, what, in terms of where the console space is right now, and and PC gaming, because PC gaming is kind of having a revival it really right is. now, and I think that's largely due to Steam. So I think you're going to see, well. What I think is going to be a big change is PC gaming is going to have a larger space this coming generation because people are going to, you know, there's a lot of games that are coming out for Xbox and for PlayStation 4, and they come out for PC. And, you know, if people already have a PC that's decent enough to play a game, they might just be like, well, I'm just going to play on my PC. Um, yeah, I, I think that with the recent Microsoft like announcements, every comment I said was just like, and that's why I like PC. I'm going back to my PC. PC gaming, PC gaming. So I definitely think um, that it could have a huge revival. Yep, what I really wanted to see this generation was pretty much, and I know it's not something a lot of people wanted, but pretty much what Xbox and PlayStation has already done at the base, which is creating an all-in-one system for TV, movies, games. That's really what I wanted. Um, I know it's not what a lot of people wanted, though. Uh, For PC gaming, um, I would like to see a legitimate competitor to Steam. I think Valve does a fantastic job with them, but some competition would really help them up their game, because right now they have Origin, which because it's EA, no matter what they're going to do, it's going to get shit on. Uh, GOG does a great job, but they are a different market. So, so like, when you mean, like, what, like, in terms of, like, just pricing competition or, like... Pricing competition and ways to better their uh, end-user experience kind of thing. I don't know. Well, yeah. They, and, again, I think I, I, I'm not faulting them. I have very rarely run into issues with Steam, but competition really does help them. Competition, so. yeah, does help, and there isn't any really big challenger in that space right now. Um, and then there's also all of the stuff about like the Steam box. Um, it, okay, can anybody clarify? I'm sure Cameron probably could. Is that like a... Um, is it essentially like Steam? It would run any game that's on Steam just on a box with a controller? To my knowledge, yeah. It's, it's pretty much... Um, it's all stuff... To what I know, it's all stuff that's very possible if you have all the proper cables to set up your computer to your TV. They're just trying to create an interface and an actual quick and easy way to actually do that for people. That, I think, is what the main draw of the Steam Box. But again, I haven't looked into it in a couple months, so don't quote me on that. But that would really make me consider that sort of um, gaming, like the, the PC gaming, that sort of thing, if I... Because I don't have a PC, I have a Mac, and a lot of the things that I would consider playing on PC aren't available, or my computer isn't fast enough, or this or that. So I always like on a console, when you buy it, everything will work on it until the next one comes out. You never have to buy a new graphics card, like that sort of thing, you know? But that's something that will never change about PC gaming. I mean, that that is its space, and that's how it works. Like... They go for the biggest, best graphics, and they, you know, dumb it down a bit so that 
it will work on other formats, but they will always make their graphics to be like play as high and as many pixels and whatever as high as it can go. So I don't think that will ever change, but what should change is availability on Macs because a lot of people are playing Mac are on Macs and then games don't come out on Mac right away. Right. Um, in terms of what I guess I would like to see this generation, um, the first is uh, patching and load times. I really, really, really want them to go away. And I know it's not going to go away because that's just how games are now. You release something that doesn't break your system and then you get to patch it as you go on. But sort of going back to the 64 days, and I mean, this is where you know PS1 and 64 had a different... Sorry, 64 had a huge competitive edge, and this instance was you just slammed in the cartridge, you didn't need a memory card, and there was no loading. You just turned it on, and the game played. And even now with the Wii U, oddly enough, has some of the longest loading times, which is annoying. But it seems like that's become an industry standard, and I don't always have five minutes to sit and wait for a game to load or patch over. You turn on your PS3... And first it's a system update, and then it's a game update, and then there's loading time. Yeah. Or the game updates on day one. Like, that is just... Right. I, and, you know, there's, there's issues about when games go gold, and then how long that duration is, and then they realize... I, I, bugs, I don't understand. But, like, yeah. the game comes out, it's done. Why am I updating it? The moment it comes out, like... Like, I don't understand. The reason why, and it's what James just said about a game going gold, whenever a game is done, it's actually been done for months. So in that time, that's when the marketing team comes in. That's when the production team, uh, not the production, the post-production to actually get the discs out there. In that time, you're still paying your artists. You're still paying your coders to actually be there. So this is where you're either going to work on DLC or you're going to work on optimizing your system to make sure it works well. So uh, I'm personally okay with Day, uh, day one patching. I don't like day one patching when it takes three hours, though, after I just downloaded your game for five. Or, or, like day, or, or day, even day 375 patching. If it still takes six hours, it's like, good, good lord, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. If it's DLC, okay. But. And then, I mean, with the next generation, Xbox One, didn't they say that they're going to have, like, games can be like processed in the cloud but like you know so the disc it's only, what on live does essentially right? right and i just feel like that's gonna create a whole like <laughs> i saw the best comment about all of this xbox one the way it's trying to use the internet and whatnot and it was you know xbox one bringing you all of the like you know um shit from like sim city launch every day for every game <laughs> Well, it, coming back to what you said about like the using the cloud and, and a lot of it being the, always online stuff like that, for as much as Microsoft is going for that broad audience and wanting it to be for everyone, a lot of people don't have high speed internet connections. It, it, I mean, many of us sitting here would do and most regular core gamers probably have a high speed connection but a lot of people don't have high speed internet like I mean you all know I do tech support some people live out in like buttfuck Idaho and don't have any internet connection or they have like a, a satellite internet connection they have for what Microsoft is trying to do with all these cloud computing and stuff like that, they can't make that as like something that's standard. It has to be something that's like an added extra. 
because it there's no way you can make that as like a standard because people don't have the internet connections to support that. Yeah, uh, to my knowledge and what's been said so far, the cloud processing is optional and the games will still run. It's just, it's going to be more things like your backgrounds are going to look more vibrant. The AI might be a little different. But again, that puts it back on the developers who are already strapped for cash to get these games. And now you're saying you have an optional way of making it even more. I don't know. Well, and that that's also something where it could work um, the other way where right now they're saying you can do this, and then once it becomes a standard, then people are going to say, oh, well, why not? Like, why aren't you doing it in your game? And, like, you're charging me this much, and blah, blah, blah. But I agree. Like, Microsoft, in their statement this week, said, like, you know, all Xbox One gamers have a broadband internet connection. And they don't. They don't. They don't. But I, I guess anyone who's right really... Anyone who's going to buy an Xbox One probably will because I think that you would – it wouldn't be smart for you to buy one if you don't. Well, yeah, which is not good for them because then if both systems are identical in terms of what – I mean, like, the, think of the Call of Duty gamer, okay, which is, a, which is a large market, okay? If I have to always be online to even just play – single player and or or whatever i'm gonna probably get it on playstation 4 because it's not requiring me to always be online that's just my thought on that well we did get the clarification that it is once every 24 hours but if you don't have a internet connection period or whatever that's a good thing i am not saying that's a good thing whatever it's but coming into um what you said about um, the cost of games and things that need to change this generation, it all ties into um, the, the indie game space. And I think that this generation, what it, we are going to see different is the indie game space. I think there's going to be a large, I think that's going to be a very nurtured environment. And I think that, you know, Nintendo and PlayStation especially are going to try to generate that space a lot because people it's easier to develop you know just a simple online game it's cheaper like you can people are more likely to buy it because it's cheaper it, so i just think that that whole space is going to have quite a boom and there's a lot of indie games that are really good i'm really excited uh, if you look over the past few years one of the most financially successful game was minecraft which was an indie game. And one of the most critically acclaimed games in the past couple of years was Journey, which was, again, an indie game. So it, we're, it's pretty clear that we have the opportunity to get both games that are going to sell well and games that are going to just be so freaking good. I'm excited. I mean, I'm how long do you remember we played Castle Crashers for? Oh, my goodness. Like, that was a, like amazing game. It was done well. And, you know, there's I think that especially because a lot of developers are just not going to have the money to develop for these consoles. They're not. And unless like they have a really solid idea that a publisher is going to throw all their money into, the only choice they have is to then go to like an online market or like DLC or not DLC, but PSN, Xbox Live or um, online Wii U. eShop. eShop. That's what I was thinking. Um, so to wrap it up, um, we are going to just talk about what we're currently playing this week. 
just to wrap it up. Um, so for me, <laughs> for me, I have been playing Fire Emblem Awakening for 3DS like constantly. Do you have Fire Emblem, right, James? Yes, I have every single Fire Emblem ever. Um, so after playing this, it makes me want to go and play the other Fire Emblems. Like, I've never played a Fire Emblem game, um, and. I'm glad that they put a, a casual mode for because, okay, for those who haven't played Fire Emblem, it's a strategy game. So when your characters die in original Fire Emblem games, they're dead. That's it. Goodbye. But this one, they put in a casual mode. So if they die, they, you don't lose them because you get very strong attachments to these characters. You can, um, you know, build relationships with other people and you get really invested into the characters. And um, they did a really good job with it. But the casual mode is it's very good for anyone new to the game to um, jump in and play. And the battles aren't short either, so it's not like, oh, someone dies, like, let me just restart this, like, 45 minutes into it sometimes. Some of them are really long, but, I mean, I'm not at that point, but Hmm. anyways, Cameron, what are you playing this week? Uh, I'm just got a new computer, so I'm going back and playing all of the PC games that used to run like absolute crap and trying those again. So I'm going to finally get into some World vs. World and Guild Wars. Uh, I'm going to try Star Wars The Old Republic again, even though I beat the game. I just want to see what it actually is supposed to look like. Um, Marvel Heroes came out, been playing a lot of that. The game that I'm playing the most, though, is still Smite. And if you guys haven't heard of Smite, it is fantastic. It is like League of Legends, so it's one of those MOBA games. But rather than being a top-down view, it is a third-person, sort of like an MMO, and it's just so action-packed and fun. And I get to play as Aphrodite, and she is wearing absolutely nothing, and she just goes around kissing people. It's just, it's just fun. Yes. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron always play. Wait, no. You usually play as like hot guys, and you usually play as. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, hold on, no. If it's a character that I create, yes, it's a hot guy. If it is a character that's already existing, I will usually play a support character. And nine times out of ten, if it's a support character, it's going to be a girl. So. Okay. And that needs to change this generation. We need more femi fairy support guys in games because that would be fabulous. I will say Apollo in Smite is wearing no shirt and he is adorable. Mm-hmm. Get on that, girl. Get on that. James, what are you playing this week? So, Cameron and I were actually playing uh, Marvel Heroes earlier here. <laughs> so, I'm actually, I don't usually play a lot of MMOs and I don't usually do well, PC gaming. That's not really an MMO. Well, no, it's just Ultimate Alliance. It's Ultimate Alliance online. online. So, it's a little less fun because you don't get to scream at each other in real life, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, the other game that um, I have been playing is uh, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages. Yay! Um, and it's really hard. <laughs> well, I was talking to Delvin earlier, so you're playing Seasons now or Ages? Seasons first. Okay, same. I'm playing Seasons as well. And, it's um, really hard. Well, they were originally supposed to be three games like to represent each part of the Triforce and so Ages is the wisdom one so the dungeons have a lot more puzzles but the enemies are a lot easier but Seasons is like the enemies can be really tough because like it's the, power the, yeah it's yeah. power right and um, so there's not usually that many puzzles the dungeons don't take that long but some of the bosses are really strong you just made me feel stupid because I've run into some of those puzzles in seasons I'm like I don't know what's going on where are you right now I don't remember let's not talk about it I don't want to talk about it anymore 
Yeah. Well, go okay. ahead, Michael. Go. Tell me what you're playing, and I'll I'll throw some shade at you for it too. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I'm also playing Seasons, um, but I think the thing that you know the reason I I know the puzzles, and I guess I'm good at the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Just so all you know, I'm actually ahead of Michael Brown in this game right now, and we probably bought it at the same time if I didn't buy it later. So oh, yeah, I'm sure we bought it at the same time. No, the only reason for me is because I played that game so much that every every dungeon I'm in, I just remember exactly where to go. It's kind of... And, and I've never had a game that I played that much and then have gone back years later and still remember, okay, this goes here. Oh, this is like you dive in this area and get the boss key, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, so that's mainly been me. And then I got Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D because I never oh, played it on that? Wii. Yeah, I never played it on Wii, so I decided I would pick it up. Oh, well, I didn't know you had that. I'm going to totally borrow it from you. So... Um, that wraps up this week of, did you have something to say, James? No? Okay. He's having a coughing fit right now. (laughs) So that wraps up this week of video game realness. Um, Sorry, I just thought about Final Fantasy thirteen three and started gagging. Oh, (laughs) girl, I am gagging. Gagging on the Alaguanza. I'm trying to close the show, people, and like, okay, and and okay. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, thank you very much if you've spent the whole you know hour one hour with minutes. us on our first show that was probably a mess, and we'll hunt. We'll need to. <laughs> it's <laughs> we'll, looking a little busted. <laughs> We're, we're very budget, and if you stayed with us this whole time, tune in next week because we are going to talk about everything that was discussed for E3 and pretty much go over everything to E3. And thank you very much. And goodbye. Um, Yeah. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Cameron just does nothing. Thanks for listening. 